0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the WCU Podcast Podcast. I am Patrick Frazier.
1: And I am Jalen Montgomery.
0: Welcome uh, again this week and joining us here in Culloway. Fun week to be in Culloway. It is homecoming week.
1: It is homecoming week. I was talking about this the other day with a friend that homecoming is so early this year compared to recent years where it was kind of later on in the month. But still, it's an exciting time in colorway.
0: Well, you know, you and I have talked about it. is going to be great this year because the leaves are just now turning. Yes. So you're actually going to be able to see the leaves. You're actually going to be able to feel fall and not just get to campus when there's no leaves on the trees.
1: Yeah. Oh, I can only imagine the view from the football stadium currently. Like, it's a gloomy day today. But, like, when the sun is starting to set over the mountain, oh, I'm so ready.
0: I mean, shocker for all of our listeners, it's raining in Cullowee today. So that's why we carry the umbrellas. We carry them. Um, but we got a lot going on in the you know, world of Catamounts and Catamount Athletics. Uh, so we're going to dive in this week. We got a busy show for everyone, all of our listeners today. We are going to go with our Catamount sports updates, kind of go through team by team, what's happening in the world of Catamount Athletics over the past couple of weeks, and then preview for the upcoming games and matches. Then we're gonna do a little deeper dive into homecoming, some of the different homecoming activities that are coming up uh, over the next few days for all of our alumni and current students. And then we got another student spotlight. I'm loving these student spotlights.
1: (laughs) Me too, and I'm excited. I think today's student is going to be so much fun. Um they are a member of the Pride of the Mountains Marching Band, Mr. Brandon Rice. So, I'm very much excited to interview with Brandon and get to know him a little bit better.
0: Yeah, Brandon's one of our newer tour guides in the admissions office, uh, and it's been a joy having him in the admissions office. Uh so, since we got a busy busy show, a lot to cover this week, let's just dive right in with our good old catamount Sports.
1: Absolutely. Who we taking first, Patrick?
0: Well, let's go ahead and go with the, the sport that everybody's coming into town for this weekend, and that would be our football team. Absolutely. So we struggled a little bit last weekend. Uh we lost uh, to UT Chattanooga in Chattanooga, forty five to seventeen. But as we all kinda knew going into this season, it's a transition season, you know. Carwin bell has gotta get it, you know, kinda got his feet under him, gotta get the right players in here for his system. Uh so it's gonna be kind of a transition as we go through the year. Our Catamount sports football team, you know, currently we're 0-5, but we've been competitive in games. And I think that's the big takeaway is we're being competitive in these games.
1: I was going to say that's a good point to make about the competitiveness, Patrick, because some of these games have been very close calls. Like the first game of the season, you know, we lost by three to EKU and then uh, from Sanford it was like by five so we are getting these final games and runs into the game so I'm excited to see what coach Bell and them can do to kind of rein it in and push through the last fourth quarter this upcoming Saturday to see if we can start closing these competitive games out
0: yeah and it doesn't help either that we've been on the road kind of as much as we've had uh, to kind of start the year but at the same time for our you know our Our freshmen and sophomores, that's how you really kind of learn and grow is being on those road games. It would be nice to be home this weekend as we take on Mercer for the homecoming game. Uh, And that is a 3.30 p.m. game this weekend. So it's going to be an exciting time in Culloway. I've heard from a lot of alumni that are coming up this weekend. I think everybody's excited to be back in Culloway, especially after this past year and not really having a homecoming. We're excited for homecoming.
1: I know I am coming um back into town yesterday from being out on the road for recruitment. I seen the Roaring with Pride homecoming um banner on Catamount Gap. And so coming around the corner, I was so excited. Um I have some friends who are coming up for the weekend and then uh, two of my good friends are gonna stay with me. So I'm very much excited that Color We will actually get to have homecoming this year and we will not have a canceled homecoming. Um, you know, just due to COVID. So it's exciting. I'm I'm ready.
0: So the, one of the nice things this season with uh, the way the schedule is set up with homecoming game this weekend, we actually have a bye week next week. So those players can go all out this weekend and get an extra week of rest in before we hit the road again and take on the Citadel on October 23rd and Wofford October 30th. And then we kind of start a home stretch for two games against Furman ETSU before wrapping up the season at VMI. So we got a busy road of conference games ahead. You know, Mercer is a conference game, of course, as well. But then we'll get a little bit of a break uh, as we head into those next few games. For our Catamount fans that aren't able to make it into Cullowee this weekend, you can also follow the game on ESPN3. So make sure that you check that out as well. If you're not able to make it into Cullowee for homecoming, that way you can still be a part of it from wherever you are listening today.
1: I cannot wait to hear that's good for a Catamount first down, and it echoes and just like thunders campus and just hearing the band doing seeing the catwalk seeing alumni and current students out and about i know this weekend it is going to be so much fun here on campus
0: so since we're on the field of play let's switch from one field of play to the other and as we go over to our women's soccer team uh currently women's soccer has an overall record of four i'm sorry eight four and one uh with three and one in the conference they're on a three-game win streak uh, they've picked up wins, uh, an overtime win against Wofford uh, at Wofford. They also picked up a win at Furman, and as well as a win at the Citadel. So we're we're really on a roll here in conference game. That's what you want, and that's kind of what we talked about earlier in the year. They had that strong, you know, out of conference schedule when they played uh, Ohio and Liberty, uh, and also Duke. You know, yes, those are some losses on the schedule, but those are really preparing us for this conference stretch.
1: Absolutely. So this Friday they'll be playing ETSU um in Johnson City and then you have a chance students to catch them um next weekend. So next Friday, October the fifteenth versus Samford. And then on next Sunday, October the 17th, versus Chattanooga here in Culloway. And then, of course, they're back on the road at VMI and UNCG. So the girls, they have a way to kind of go ahead and finish out this season again strong, Patrick.
0: Yeah, they're going to be able to finish the season strong. Uh, It's hard to believe that the season's almost over. They've got one month of play left, just a few more games on the schedule. Uh, And then it's conference championship time and tournament time. And uh, it doesn't feel like fall should already be ending as we just – are just now getting into the leaf change, but for some of these sports, fall is ending.
1: Fall is ending, and like next week is the third week of October, and then you only have two more weeks of October left, and then November is here. So I'm like, it's going to be December before you real like before we realize it.
0: Yeah, and you know, switching from one sport to the next, our women's volleyball team currently has a record of seven and eight, three and one in conference. Uh, they have a one win streak currently, uh, one and one at home, two and four away. Uh, you need to get out there and support the women's volleyball team. Uh, they're kind of also a great start conference-wise, though. Uh, picked up wins at ETSU and as well as Chattanooga. Uh, lost a tough one, 1-3, to uh, Mercer, and then picked up a win this past Saturday, 3-1, against Samford. Uh, they have a game this Friday as well at Walford. I'm sorry, at Furman, and then they play at Walford on Saturday. Uh, before a, really have a nice little home stretch when they play the Citadel, Chattanooga and ETSU and UNCG for a four-game stretch there over the next two weeks. So some great opportunities to come out and watch the women's volleyball team over these next few weeks.
1: Yes, yeah, too. And then, Patrick, i the other um, after that home stretch here in Cullowhee, they're back out on the road for two games. So at Sanford and Mercer late October. And then it looks like in early November they'll have their last two home games here in Cullowhee, one against Wofford and then the other one's against Fiman so students get out and support our catamount sports teams, especially women's volleyball, and as coach Karen, she wraps up her season with volleyball as well.
0: Yeah, currently uh our women's volleyball team is tied for first in the standings in the Southern Conference. uh we're tied with uh Mercer and UNCG at a three and one uh standings for for our volleyball. Uh, and then soccer team is uh, currently in second place, uh, just behind Sanford. Sanford's 4-0 in conference, and the uh, Catamounts are 3-1. So we're right there. We're competitive in conference, and the only thing that we need are for you students and alumni to get out there and show your support on the field and in the co- on the court uh, any chance you get to, to support these teams. They are, will greatly appreciate any and all support that you can give them.
1: I would have to imagine being a like, student-athlete currently, it probably feel like your season just started and you're already having to start to shift your mindset to focus on you know, SoCon championship games coming up in November. So I can only imagine they probably thought, wow, season just started, but also we're in the middle of the season. Now season's about to end, so I can only imagine how they're fe- feeling. And they're probably ready to kind of power through and give it their last all these next couple of SoCon games.
0: Oh, I'm sure they are. Uh, Switching back outside, uh, our women's golf team uh, has had a couple of matches this fall. Uh, We already covered that they had uh, the intercollegiate match at APSU where they came in fourth and third over the two-day event. But then they also had the Aggie Invitational at uh, NC State. Uh, They won two of the three. They won against UNC Asheville uh, 3-2. Then they had picked up a win 4-1 against North Carolina A&T. Uh, before coming in second, dropping a place, uh, dropping a loss to Elon 2-3. Uh, so good showing for a women's golf team. Their next tournament is the Buccaneer Classic uh, in Charles, at Charleston Southern, uh, and that is on Monday, October 18th, and Tuesday, October 19th. Uh, so it be a great opportunity if you're in that area. They also have the Terrier Intercollegiate uh, Tournament at Wofford College on October 25th and 26th. And then they have a few more. uh, They have one more tournament in uh, November, the Fritsch Broad Intercollegiate Tournament at UNC Asheville for a three-day tournament there. So a lot of chances to get out and support the women's golf team.
1: It is. And looking at their schedule, we're playing Alabama for the in in, in Alabama at the Bama Beach Bash.
0: Yeah, no, we've talked about that one before. (laughs) I mean, I'm.
1: I'm looking I never, forward to see how
0: they do against Alabama. Like I'm, I'm all for us Catamounts beating Alabama. Me
1: too, and I think what nearly every fall sport team this season has had to play Alabama, or maybe like right at it. So it's interesting to see the Catamounts. We're going to be
0: in the, in the SEC before too long. Before
1: <laughs> before long, we keep going at this rate. Yeah,
0: don't don't take my word on that, all you listeners. We're going to stay in the Southern Conference. Uh, we're not ready to make that jump quite yet to the SEC. I
1: can see it now <laughs> West Carolina jumping. <laughs>
0: Um, but speaking of golf, we also have the men's team. Uh, you know they had the EKU Intercollegiate uh, tournament at Eastern Kentucky. Uh, but then since then they had the JT uh, post uh, Invitational here at WCU, came in fifth on day one and eighth on day two for that. They still have a Carolina Collegiate Invitational at Walford and then uh, Black Creek Invitational at uh, Chattanooga before a few other events as well, which we've covered before, and we'll kind of keep up to date on everything golf-wise as they kind of go through this season. Their season really kicks off in the spring, but these tournaments are great kind of showcase to get ready for the spring.
1: Yeah, and that's crazy, too, to think the spring is, like, right around the corner. I don't know. All the seasons and sports teams are going. But we have all of my favorite. So football is back, and now they're doing preseason for NBA basketball. So – I'm just in sports heaven at this time. You're set and ready to go. You got your your, your football, you got your basketball. I'm still loving that it. it's
0: baseball season. You we're in <laughs> the fall classic time. Uh, I love me some baseball. But speaking of basketball, and we mentioned this in our last show, we kinda highlighted a couple of games uh for our basketball team this last time around. Uh but the men's schedule is out finally. We got the full schedule for men's basketball. So we'll do a little uh, men's basketball preview as we go through here we got some big games that I'm excited for here in men's basketball, especially that November 12th game on Friday, November 12th in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, when we take on the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Uh, that's going to be a fun game to kind of kick the season off. We also play against Bowling Green. Uh, Bowling Green will actually be coming to Cullowhee for that game on Tuesday, November 9th. We're also taking on East Carolina in Greenville, North Carolina, and that is on Sunday, November 14th. Uh, so that's kind of a nice, fun stretch right there with games. And then in December, one of the highlight games is we're going to be taking on the University of Georgia at Athens, Georgia on December 20th. We're also playing University of North Carolina Charlotte on December 22nd. And then we kick off our conference tournament, our conference season, once we come back from the Christmas break there on December 29th It's kind of the kickoff to conference games.
1: I am so shocked and shook by this schedule. I don't know what to say. Like, I am very much speechless, but these are going to be some great games.
0: Yeah, I mean, we got some good games, and I didn't even mention a majority of the games. I mean, we're also playing uh, Gardner-Webb, Warren Wilson, USC Upstate, Tennessee Tech, UNC Asheville, uh, Longwood, American University, UMBC. So we got a lot of fun games coming up this fall for our Catamount uh, men's basketball team kind of hitting the ground running with our new coach for the season. But what better way to do it than with a schedule like this?
1: What better way? And then I've seen, too, they hosted their first season practice. So I can only imagine Ramsey's going to be busy between basketball, volleyball, and football. You know, we just going to have to sneak over there and see what the team's got going on for practice.
0: Well, and I'd like to think, too, that uh, this schedule sets itself up a lot like our volleyball team did mm-hmm. and our soccer team. They're playing in a lot of big-name schools. They're playing a lot of big games. But then that really sets us up come conference time that we're ready to take on those conference opponents.
1: Absolutely. And just looking like you were saying, Patrick, from December the 29th until the end of the season is nothing but SOCON games. And so we have a lot of opportunity, students, for you to come and check out some some of the games here in Cullowhee. Um, You know, we play UNCG. The Citadel, and then we have Chattanooga, as well as Sanford. ETSU, that's a game I'm looking forward to, um, as well. Then we kind of have Furman and Mercer and VMI here and at home. So we have a lot of opportunities to go see some games.
0: Well, and I will point out uh, my shameless plug for the for the broadcast. We'll be hosting an open house on Saturday, Feb, uh, February 26th, which is also... The end of the season for our men's basketball team as they take on VMI that day. It'll be senior night and everything. So what better way for a future mount to see what all there is to do in Cullowhee than come to open house that morning and day and then stay for the basketball game that afternoon. I mean, it's what you need right there.
1: That's what you need. I was looking at that date and I was like, what is happening? What is that day? And I was like, open house? So that's the perfect way um you kind of get to see open house then break down for open house and then you get to go and support some catamounts um so students hang out with us all day here in color that weekend come up that friday um and who depending on the weather here in color you don't know if you will need a hoodie or a big jacket um so just depends so come and see us come and hang out on campus that whole weekend and just enjoy catamount country uh so as we
0: kind of you know Start winding down sports. Still have two more teams. I want to kind of mention and highlight as we're going through the different teams uh, for our fall sports and everything. The first is the cross country team. Uh, you know, we, they had the first uh, they had their first meet of the year at the Covered Bridge Open in Boone, North Carolina, this past Saturday. They were uh, the Alexander A6 Invitational in Fairburn, Georgia. Uh, the men came in ninth for that, and the women came in eighth. Uh, So still good showing for both uh, teams as we kind of work our way through the season. They have one more uh, meet coming up on Saturday, October 16th, the Upstate Invitational at Spartanburg, South Carolina. And then we go right into the SOCON Tournament uh, Championship, uh, which is on Saturday, October 30th in Lexington, Virginia. So some opportunities there for our cross-country team before we get into those tournaments. So uh, one more tournament and then the final. And then also, we, our women's tennis team has had a couple of uh, matches this fall. We had the Emily McNeil uh, Classic in Asheville, North Carolina. And for that, uh, we, we really did really well in that to kind of kick off the tennis season. Uh, WCU took, on, took a win over Presbyterian 4-2 uh, for the singles matches uh, and for the singles matches played. Uh, and so kind of a great start to the season. Then we hosted the WCU Fall Classic this past weekend at the Catamount Athletic Complex, and uh, we were able to pick up some more wins for that as well. Uh, before the um, before some you know shocker before rain kind of shortened the event, uh, who's surprised? We carry umbrellas. It's raining today, but you know uh, we do what we can. Uh, but we're off to kind of a great start. of uh, Some wins for some of our uh, women's tennis players. So it's going to be exciting to see how well they do uh, throughout the rest of the fall. Uh, we have the ITA Carolina Regional and Winston-Salem coming up on the 21st through the 28th. And then we get a little bit of a break before we head right into to the big you know, spring season. And, and we'll go through that a little bit later in the year. But they play some good matches in, uh, for tennis this year. I mean, we're going to be at Clemson. We're going to be uh, at Wake Forest, South Carolina State. Al-
1: Alabama A and M Davidson.
0: I feel like Alabama's moved a little closer to us. Like we are just we've just uh, Alabama and the state of Georgia. Georgia, flip, like and they Alabama's might have, right there next to us. Because
1: these like looking at their schedule I Alabama like, State, Alabama A and M, we're just playing
0: the state of Alabama.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I mean at this rate I think we should just have a whole weekend dedicated to Alabama versus WCU. In sports teams. <laughs>
0: and, you know, the rate we're going, we might have that before then, before you know it. Before you know um, it. You know, it'll be exciting to see kind of what all um, what all we're able to do for tennis uh, as we kind of wrap up the, the fall schedule and then head into the spring schedule. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll keep up with them, see how they're doing uh, every few weeks. And that kind of wraps us up for Catamount Athletics, Jalen. I mean, we covered a lot really quickly. Like I said, we had a lot to cover today and our catamount sports are keeping us busy
1: they are i don't think our last episode um we was anticipating this much action with the catamount sports team so um i mean the the better they play
0: the more we have to talk about and we love talking about catamount (laughs) sports (laughs) we do keep it coming all of you catamount athletes uh but we'll be right back after this commercial break (laughs) future catamounts now is the time to apply to be a part of all that is wcu Make sure that you apply before our November 1st deadline, which is also our merit scholarship deadline. So get your application in now at apply.wcu.edu, and that'll give you a chance to complete the application, get all your documents in, and be good to go for merit scholarships. You do not have to apply separately for a merit scholarship. Your application to the school is your application for a merit scholarship. But if you want to kick the wheels a little bit and see all that WCU has to offer before you apply to be a part of all that is WCU, You can check us out on Western On Tour the week of October 11th through the 13th. Uh, Visit us at ontour.wcu.edu for more information and registration for those different events. Or you can check us out for our October 30th Open House event, which is on Saturday, October 30th. That registration is online at openhouse.wcu.edu. We also offer campus tours Monday through Friday at visit.wcu.edu. So be sure you check us out for one of these opportunities to experience all that is WCU. But don't forget to get that application in by our November 1st deadline. Our main deadline for getting your application in is February 1st, but you want to get that in early. This year, and this year alone, there is no application fee for students applying. We have waived the application fee for all students, whether you're in state or out of state. So apply and get your transcripts in, and you are good to go to be a part of. WCU we look forward to seeing your application and look forward to seeing you in Culloway in the near future. Hello and welcome back to the WCU Podcasts podcast. As a reminder, be sure to check us out online every 2 weeks at podcast.wcu.edu. You can also check us out on Facebook, WCU Podcasts, or or on Apple uh Podcast as well. We are on Apple, hard to believe that we're an Apple, you know, podcast that you can listen to anywhere and everywhere. But just be sure to check us out. Comment on Facebook uh, or on Apple. We love reading the comments that you have about the different week episodes. We've covered Catamount Sports. Now we're covering the one thing that we've been looking forward to for several, several episodes, Shaylin,
1: And that is Homecoming 2021, Roaring with Pride. And I think we are doing just that. We are definitely Roaring with Pride. And we have a lot of fun events Taking place this weekend.
0: Yeah, so uh, homecoming activities technically kicked off today on, on Thursday, October 7th with the inaugural Shetland Society, which is one of our new uh, donation club societies, uh, part of annual giving and uh, part of the alumni office. That, they had an event today for the inaugural event from 11 to 1 o'clock uh, for faculty and staff donors. And now we're kind of getting into the fun. We're getting into what all the alumni are looking forward to. We're getting into what the students are looking forward to. As we've kind of talked about with some of the students on our uh, student spotlights, some of the things that they haven't gotten to experience yet, you know, especially for our sophomores this year that didn't get to experience homecoming last year, as well as our freshmen. So you got kind of got two classes of students experiencing homecoming at the same time.
1: And I hope that they totally enjoy it like I have. You know, during my undergrad, it was nothing, you know, Patrick, on Fridays after classes get done. Everybody will get ready, um, you know, for the parade in downtown Silva, then come back, have a tons of fun just hanging out on campus. And then Saturday, what do you wake up by? The drum line practicing and you can smell the food in the air and you can feel fall. Um, and, you knew it was homecoming day. So I'm so excited that homecoming is back this weekend.
0: Yeah, homecoming has always been uh, kind of a unique experience, and it's that way for any university, but you have two different experiences for homecoming. You have your experience as a student with the alumni coming back, and I think the more enjoyable one almost is the alumni experience coming back. Uh, I think that's the more enjoyable. I mean, I loved homecoming as a student, but I think I love it more as an alumni coming back each year. Mm-hmm. Um, And it was always unique for me uh, growing up because my parents both being alums, all their friends were alums. So homecoming every year, all of their friends were coming to stay at our house. And so like every year for homecoming, you you knew that you were going to have XYZ families. Uh, Shout out to the Rainwaters and the Posies that'll be coming up and visiting this weekend as well for staying with my parents for homecoming, like always. Uh, So like for me, like, I knew that we had family and friends coming in every year for homecoming mm-hmm. that you, you would see them throughout the year at other times, but you knew you were going to see them at homecoming every year.
1: And I was over the road this week and so many students were like, my parents are alumni. And I'm like, well, it's homecoming weekends. So are they coming? Um, and a few of them said they didn't know quite yet, but this was also early in the week. And if I remember correctly, I think one was like, yeah, they're coming up. So... I mean, it's always interesting to meet, you know, students over the road who parents were alumni. And I think my favorite thing about alumni is when they come back and they were like, this was not here when I was a student or this used to be this. And like campus has changed so much to have like all the new updates we're having to campus. I can't wait to hear those conversations um, from alumni this weekend.
0: Yeah, I always say that uh, the best way for current students to learn about the university is to be around alumni on campus for, you know, five minutes, ten mm-hmm. minutes. Um, you're going to learn something about the university during that time that you're on campus with them. Um, you know, our, our one, you know, our friend from Georgia, Mr. Bob Folsom, we always love whenever love he comes Bob. up, and Bob's just like any other alumni. Well, when I was on campus, you know, you know, it was this and that, um, and he won one of the alumni awards last year. Uh, and even during his uh, acceptance speech, you know, talked about, you know, his love for sharing his time as a WCU student with future students. And uh, I think for the current students, enjoy those opportunities to be around alumni and, you know, learn about campus that you never knew existed.
1: That's how I met Bob. <laughs> I love Bob. That's how I met Bob as a student. Um the print shop when your dad was there, Patrick was ho- holding a barbecue like cookout towards the end of the semester. Um, and a friend of our mind, we were sitting at the table eating lunch and hanging out. And this older gentleman also, he was like, "Hi, I'm Mister Bob. Can I sit with you?" We was like, "Yeah." Kid, you not? By the time we left that table, I knew so much of like what color we was. It's
0: like two different colorways. It's like it? two
1: mm-hmm. different colorways. By the time I got done with my like lunch and hanging out. Um, and Mr. Bob was just telling us about his experience as a student. Um, and even now, like, just hearing students, you know, from the Georgia area who have met Mr. Bob, they was like, oh, Mr. Bob, I love him. He told me about his experience.
0: Well, and not only the experience, but just uh, the the knowledge of different places on campus. I mean, oh, yeah. when I was, my freshman year, the Bardo Center wasn't there, and that was the intramural fields. like. I remember that really? being intramural fields. Uh, yes, I remember having Mountain Heritage Day in the intramural field where Bardo is now sitting.
1: Oh, wow.
0: You know, Mountain Heritage Day from a t- couple weeks ago, and for all of y'all that came up from Mountain Heritage Day, fun time. So let's, much let's fun. Let's take a moment as the detour back over to Mountain Heritage <laughs> Day, because I completely forgot we did that last episode right before Mountain Heritage Day, and then we had it, and we haven't been back on air since. But okay. Mountain,
1: but no, Mount, we haven't. <laughs>
0: Mountain Heritage Day, uh, for all of you that were able to make it up for Mountain Heritage Day, it was so fun to have that event back on campus. Uh, the food, the vendors, it was packed all day long. It was packed
1: great. the perfect weather for nice and cool breeze. It felt like fall. I actually saw the chainsaw event.
0: Is that not the, the that, most unique experience ever? That is ever? the
1: most unique. And actually what was funny... A mom was walking behind me, and she was like, I'm trying to find the chainsaw event. And I turned around, and I was like, oh, ma'am, that's, like, towards the entrance of campus. Like, just go through this little sidewalk, and it'll take you there. And I stood out in the parking lot, and I looked at it for a while. So, Mountain Heritage was so much fun. That was a lot of fun. Oh, and the
0: food. Oh, it's so good to have that food back on campus. Uh, You know, it's that kind of fair type food, but at the same time, it's better than the fair food because you have all these different vendors that are coming in with their food trucks and...
1: Uh, and they were taking cash. <laughs> and guess who forgot to stop by the AT? Guess who forgot their cash? Guess who forgot her cash? Me. So they had signs up that were saying, like, um, you know, cash only, no car.
0: Granny's Lemonade. Mm. Oh, well, I, it, I had several Granny's Lemonade. That was so good.
1: There. Oh, the line for fried bread was the down, down the sidewalk. Um, the turkey. Oh, somebody had a turkey leg. And I was just like in heaven the lemonade, and then um, the pork rinds. Somebody else had the pork rinds. And you can't rinds. forget,
0: you know, you can't have a festival like this and not have the funnel cake. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, funnel cake. Yeah. <laughs> and um, The one thing that was missing, the one thing that, that I didn't see this year was bold peanuts. That's the one, that's one item that I always enjoy. Uh, and I never saw the bold peanuts.
1: Somebody, I've, maybe one of the vendors. I think it was one of the trucks. I think they had it, but I think they ran out of them.
0: Yeah, probably ran out before I got there.
1: Yep, and then they had like a wood-fire pizza they was cooking right there on the spot. Now, that
0: was a fun one to to watch the wood-fire pizza. Pizza,
1: (laughs) that was, and I seen one dad's pizza, and I was like, oh, that looks fantastic. See, listen, you see this. Yeah, and
0: you had the uh, old-fashioned churned ice cream. There was a stickball matches going on uh, for the Cherokee stickball teams that were there in attendance all kinds of music and events going on all day like jalen said perfect weather couldn't have asked for better weather for mountain heritage day maybe we can duplicate it this weekend as we detour back over to uh homecoming be great to have some of that uh sunny weather again currently though there is rain in the forecast for this weekend uh so be sure that you know like always you bring that umbrella because we carry them here in colorway um Hopefully, the rain will be out before this weekend. It depends on which forecast you look at. Some show rain. <laughs> some don't show rain. Um, there is rain in the forecast for tomorrow. I do know that one for certain. Yeah. Uh, so, as we kick off kind of some of the homecoming activities that are going to be taking place um, this weekend, the one that everybody always looks forward to is the homecoming parade scheduled from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. in downtown Silva. However, full disclosure, full disclaimer – be sure to check online uh, on the main website and on the alumni homecoming website uh, tomorrow. They will be posting updated information kind of throughout the day as to whether or not the homecoming parade will be taking place or not in the event of rain. It will not be taking place because a lot of the floats can't get wet as well as some of the different instruments for the marching band can't get wet either. So hopefully it'll happen. I always look forward to homecoming parade. Um, I got to be in it for many years um, with Pauls. Uh, that was always fun, uh, being Pauls, going through the parade, waving to all the, the families and everything, especially whenever I got to ride on the fire truck. Th- that was always my favorite spot was the fire truck.
1: Uh, <laughs> what a view you probably had of being in a fire truck.
0: Yeah, and fortunately I didn't have to worry about throwing candy because, uh, you know, it's hard to kind of throw candy into Pauls suit. but, um, you know, I would throw some every now and then. Uh, but for all of you listeners that are going to be in the parade and going to be throwing candy, just as a reminder, don't throw all your candy to the kids and families in the first 30 feet of the parade. Save some for those at the tail end of the parade. Just yeah. kind of stretch it out throughout the whole parade. It is, it is okay to have a few pieces left over at the end instead of trying to get rid of it all early. So just kind of be mindful of, of that for all of you listeners that are going to be in the parade tomorrow.
1: Um, And the band will be there.
0: Oh, the band will be there. We love any time the band's going to be out.
1: And then, I don't know um, if you saw this too, Patrick, but um, alumni and students, you're going to be here on campus, they are doing an open rehearsal on Saturday morning for the band, um, as well as they've released their schedule for when you can see the band out on campus. So you can do like an open rehearsal. You'll see them at the catwalk, and you'll see the band going marching down to the field. And then at 3:13, they'll be doing their pregame performance. Then kickoff is at 3:30, followed up by the halftime festivities and then they're doing a post-game performance this weekend. Now, so. the post-game
0: performance is always the one that you have to stick around for for all of you alumni, Yeah. Uh, in case you've forgotten. The halftime performance isn't their normal performance because that is when we'll be crowning the king and queen. Um, we also have two former tour guides uh, in the running for king and queen. Uh, Dawson
1: so, and Alejandra. Yeah,
0: so hopefully uh, we can pull out a tour guide win there for king or queen or both. Uh but so be sure you stick around after the after the game for that full performance mm-hmm. of the Pride of the Mountains marching band after the game.
1: I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself come Friday. I mean, like if the parade is still on, I. I'm going to have to get there early to get a good spot.
0: You're not going to get any sleep on Friday, that's for sure. No. I mean... What you can do is you can just drive over to Josh and Brittany's house. Just crash our, <laughs> uh, our... you know, since, since he's out on leave right now, he just crashing you know, a park in his house. Our executive producer, Brittany. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Lily. Um,
1: and Ollie. And Ollie.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I forgot we got to add Ollie to we the executive producer Ollie. list. Uh, you know, there are a big part of this show uh so just park in their yard and, and walk <laughs> watch over. the parade uh, well you, you gotta walk over because they're not right there where you can watch it but it's oh a good gosh. you know parking spot there by the courthouse um to, to walk over you know yes uh you're welcome josh i'm inviting us all over to your house there to, to park uh tomorrow for the parade josh i did not have this idea it was all jaylen josh it was all jaylen <laughs>
1: No, too, I think, too, going back to my parade, I think it was my senior year um, here at Western that, yeah, I had just started working here in the office of as a full-time staff member, and it rained. It rained that homecoming, and we still had tailgate. We still had the catwalk and everything. Like, those students did not let that stop them from homecoming, so I'm excited to see this year's homecoming.
0: I always enjoyed, I I got to drive in the parade several times, drive some of the different trucks and floats, Uh, and for a couple years, I was even driving the truck that Santa was in. That was always fun, watching everybody wave to Santa, kind of, you know, kick off that holiday season. Santa won't be out there this weekend. We're still a little too early in the year, but... Don't worry, Paul's will be out there. That's all you need.
1: Yeah, you need Paul's. But I can't wait for Paul's and Santa Claus to come around, you know, after the holiday season get closer. Also, too, for Chancellor Brown, this will be kind of her full first homecoming season in, in well, Sweden.
0: Yeah, she had one, but it was kind of like her learning year yeah. that first, you know, month or so when uh, she came on board as a chancellor. So I'm sure she she's excited to be out there leading the parade and being a part of, of everything. But the parade isn't all we got going on. We got a lot of activities going on. Um, Also on Friday night, NPHC has a yard show. uh, They'll be taking place in the central plaza beside the Alumni Tower from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. for all of you late night people. Come out there for the yard show. And then on Saturday, we have all kinds of activities and events going on. And I'm just gonna we're just gonna go through some of the ones that are listed as a part of the alumni office, but there's all kinds of different clubs and organizations that do their own events throughout the day for the different alumni. Mm -hmm. I'm an alum of the Wesley Foundation. We have a a lunch that day, and they're actually going to be Zooming in uh, for people that can't make it, but one of the big things for all of you alums, we talk about all the changes on campus. From 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., we'll be offering tours of the the brand-new Apodaca Science Building every 30 minutes what better way to see the changes that are happening in colorway than go see that magnificent building
1: that building i have yet to go so i'm definitely trying to hop on one of the tours to walk in and to take a look around the new apodaca building as well um i just want to see i want to see the terrace i just want to see the classrooms and labs i'm i'm I just want to see the whole Yeah, building.
0: I've gotten to walk through it once as we were kind of looking at some campus tour changes uh, so that we make sure that we include that on a campus tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all you future Catamounts, visit.wcu.edu is when you can register for your weekday campus tours. Uh, and we go through that building. Uh, but it's such a magnificent building. And if that's going to be the model for buildings in the future on campus, it's a great model to that's have. That's a
1: beautiful model. And that shows the... I guess how you would say the modernistic look and the refreshing look we're trying to bring to campus. But also but it also keeps the
0: natural feel of campus by using the rock on the outside Side, and the inside. The tones um,
1: with the building structure as yeah,
0: well. I, I am loving these buildings on campus that have the rock components to them. Our new residence halls that are being built next door all have outdoor rock components. Uh, I, I'm loving that look as we you know continue to transform and grow campus. Um, in addition to those tours, uh, we have the Chancellor's Alumni Awards brunch. Uh, They'll be taking place in the University Center Grand Room from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Our award winners this year for the Young Alumni Award is Aaron Marshall, a 2014 graduate. The Professional Achievement Award is Laura Leatherwood, a 1993 graduate. Uh, for Undergrad Masters graduate in '96, uh, and then. Ed, uh, education doctoral graduate in 2007. Love seeing all those numbers there, you know, f- for the alum uh, achievements. Academic Achievement Award is Catherine Rents, uh, a 75 undergrad and a 77 graduate from NC State. We'll let that one slide. Uh, and then uh, also has a degree from University of Illinois' Urbana-Champaign. Uh, like Champagne, um from 86. And then our Distinguished Service Award winner is Bryant Kinney, uh, an 82 graduate. So excited to, for all of our alum award winners that are on campus this year. Um, as we mentioned, our, our fellow former admissions recruiter Bob Folsom was one of those award winners last year. Uh, my brother won one of the awards several years ago as well. Uh, always love any award to kind of recognize and give back to our Catamount alums.
1: Well, it doesn't just stop there with the brunches, Patrick. Uh, so it looks like from 10 to 12 p.m. there are some various brunches going on. So the African American Alumni Society is having their brunch, as well as the EBCI Alumni Society, as well as the Latin X Alumni Society. And then we will have a Military and Veterans Society brunch, all held between 10, um, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., at various parts in our university center on campus. So the UC is going to be pretty busy on Saturday morning.
0: UC is going to be hopping Saturday morning. Um, And then we go straight from that. uh, As a part of our tailgating for the game, the WCU Alumni Association Homecoming Central will be in the stadium parking lot from 12 to 3. Stop by for information, complimentary WCU swag, and a homecoming photo. Make sure that you stop by, say hello to Marty Ramsey, Bo Busby, and uh, all of our alumni office, uh, you know, give Bo a hard time. Bo, Bo needs a little excitement in his life. <laughs> Bo
1: needs a hard time.
0: <laughs> uh, Bo was going to join us today. Unfortunately, his schedule didn't work out so that he was able to join us today. We'll get him on in the future. We love having Bo on here. We love giving Bo a hard time uh, as a part of alumni and a former admissions counselor as well. Um, any, any chance we have to give Bo a hard time is always a fun time.
1: Oh, for sure. Like I seen both earlier today in the office and then Patrick kind of wrapping up before the game time kickoff. Um, you have some tailgating going on. So if you're an alumni, you're part of Greek life um, and student engagement. They are having their tailgating in the camp lot from 12 to 3 p.m. And then the African-American alumni family and friends tailgating will be in our field house parking lot from 12 o'clock to 3 p.m. And then, just between that short window, you have 30 minutes to kick off against Mercer to start the homecoming game. And then it doesn't stop after that. Well,
0: be sure if you don't have tickets yet that you go online to catamountsports.com to get your tickets for the football game. If you're not able to get them online beforehand, you are able to buy tickets at the gate as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we've already talked about football a little bit, how exciting it's going to be. But you know, you know as well as I do. One of the best parts to get you excited for that football game is that kind of pregame kickoff with the marching band, uh, as we you know roll through the usual introductions for for everything marching band and get ready for the team to hit the field. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that for a Saturday and Halloween.
1: I might leave my windows at my apartments open on Friday evening just to hear the band to start their practicing because I can hear them. I heard them last night up the hill on where I live, and so I'm just tempted to leave my windows open to hear them practice Saturday morning.
0: Yeah, so it'll be an exciting time, an exciting game, but the fun
1: doesn't end there for our alumni. Oh, it doesn't. I don't think they'll – listen here, alumni. There is – y'all have a full, fun-packed weekend from Friday to Sunday. Every day there is something for y'all to be a part of. Uh And so after the game
0: in the Ramsey Center Hospitality Room, the WCU-AAAS post game, Reception will be taking place from 6:30 p.m. to 8:30 p.m. And then we have a young alumni celebration that'll be taking place. This will actually be taking place uh, at the at Innovation Coloe uh, from seven to nine. So make sure that uh, you check out one of these mini receptions. Um, you know, if you were involved in any of these organizations, get out there, have your kind swag on wear your purple and gold, uh, let us, you know, roaring with pride. Uh, and then on Sunday, we'll actually have a worship service and breakfast in the University Center Illusions from 11 to 1, I'm sorry, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, and that kind of wraps up our homecoming activities for the weekend um, as, we, as we head into kind of still a busy fall. Uh, but it's hard to believe that October is already here and it's homecoming finally. It's, We've been talking about it since the start of the year.
1: I was going to say, I remember <laughs> our first episode, we talked about homecoming. Um, and then we asked, you remember, we asked, here's another plug, Dr. the Dean of Students. Good doctor, old Bayshon. Dr. Bayshan, we asked him what was Future Green
0: to... Bay <laughs> Packers fan, Bayshan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here in this episode, he's gonna be like, "Nah, Cleveland Browns forever."
0: He can go ahead and drop them Cleveland Browns. He's gonna be a Green Bay Packers fan.
1: <laughs> he was saying how his favorite thing he was most I think most excited for it was homecoming coming back too. So over the past few episodes, we've been building up Patrick, and now look, is here.
0: And you know, for all of you alumni, I think the one thing everybody's looking forward to, especially as we kind of start working our way out of COVID. You can't do it fully. You're going to have to stick with the fist bump still, but you can give Brian Boyer a fist bump instead of a hug, but at least you can give him a fist bump as you see him on campus. For all of you alums that have been uh, a part of Brian Boyer's life for the last, you know, 18, 19 years that he's been on campus too, he's excited just as we are to have everybody back on campus. Our shout-out to Brian Boyer for the week.
1: Shout-out to Brian. Brian Boyer. And then, too, alumni get to see the new residential halls being built. Um, they get to see Apodaca. So, I mean, alumni are going to come back here and be like, is this the color that yeah. I'm used to?
0: Yeah, unfortunately for myself, uh, all my friends that I've mentioned before that lived in Walker Hall, they're not able to make it this weekend. Um, but don't worry, I keep them updated with uh, pictures of campus and try to keep them informed of everything. You know, especially if you're, you know, for all you alums that you know somebody that works on campus, make sure that they send you regular pictures of what's happening on Color Week because there's a lot happening in Color Week. There
1: is a lot happening Color Week. I think there was one picture I had seen posted somewhere um, of showing campus before Noble was built. So this was like 2014 um, when the subway and the shops were still up there. And then you see the picture now, you see Noble, but then you start to see Allen Hall, you see the new construction, and I'm like, campus has expanded a lot. And so I'm like trying to think of what else we could possibly add to this, you know, to campus, but a Krispy Kreme I'd love a (laughs) Krispy
0: Kreme. I will say, you know, the one thing, even as campus has changed and evolved, is still such a beautiful campus, especially in the fall. All you alumni, make, make sure you make it up here this weekend, because it is so beautiful as the leaves turn, and whether it's raining or not, it's just such a beautiful time to be in Cullowhee, uh, as we head into this fall season uh, on campus and everything. Just think be a couple of weeks, and students will be on fall break, and before you know it, the holidays will be here as quickly as we're going through so far, but we're just excited for homecoming.
1: Excited for homecoming, and excited for it. Somewhat normal fall semester for our students here at Western. They didn't get to experience a true fall semester last year. So being able to hear them, see them, especially tour guides coming here talking about what they're excited for and seeing them. Oh,
0: it has been so different in our office having the tour guides. <laughs> uh, you know, I had to shut my door from time to time because they're a little loud and rambunctious. but uh, we're so excited uh, to have everybody on campus and be back in campus fully this year and, um, we're excited to have all of our alumni this weekend and i 'm excited for our next portion of the show We got a student spotlight coming up right after the commercial break so we want to make sure that you stay tuned with us uh, like I said at the beginning we had a lot to cover it 's a long episode, but it 's a fun episode and the fun is really kicking off as we get to our student spotlight
1: Mr Brandon rice so right stay after this tuned. Com-
0: right after this commercial break. <laughs> Future Catamounts, do you want to see all that WCU has to offer but you haven't had a chance to make it to Cullowee yet to experience all that is WCU for yourself yet? Well, don't worry. WCU is on the road as we go to Western On Tour Week 2 coming up on the week of October 11th through the 13th. Monday, October 11th, we'll be in Winston-Salem, North Carolina at the Hawthorne Inn and Conference Center. Tuesday, October 12th, we will be in Durham, North Carolina at the Sheraton Imperial. And then Wednesday... October 13th we will be in Gastonia at the Hilton Garden Inn so make sure that you come out and experience WCU on the road as we bring WCU to you and this is a great opportunity to meet the staff from admissions, residential living, different academic departments and so much more as WCU comes to your neighborhood with WCU on the road. You can register online at visit.wcu.edu for any of our on campus events as well as our tour events. Or if you're specifically wanting to register for our Western On Tour event, be sure to register online at ontour.wcu.edu. We look forward to seeing you as WCU comes to your neighborhood. Hello and welcome back to the WCU Podcasts podcast. Uh, as always, check us out online at podcasts.wcu.edu, WCU Facebook uh, as well for the admissions page as well as our podcasts page, as well as on Apple iTunes. Uh, you can check out the podcast there as well. We've had a long episode so far, Jalen, but now we're at the fun part. We're at our student spotlight, so we'll
2: allow our entourage member of the week, Brandon Rice, to introduce himself. Yeah, what's up, y'all? My name's Brandon Rice, uh, junior here at Western Carolina. Just glad to be here. So, Brandon, you're in a member of one of the groups that we love
0: talking about on the podcast. Pride of the Mountains. Yes,
2: sir. Yes, sir.
0: So, what's it like being a part of the Pride of the Mountains from the student perspective? They've heard Jalen and I's perspective. I know Let's go with of, the
1: students' perspective. They stick with
2: me talking. Man, I don't know where to. St- <laughs> I don't know where to start. I mean, um, well, as a freshman, um, I guess I'll like give you the background of how I got in. So, I play violin as an instrument, right? So, um, my uh, senior year of high school, I had a school of music audition here in February for the violin spot. So um, I saw that spot. I was like, okay, I'll definitely um, go audition to you. Like what they like, um, and then when they heard me play, they're like, oh man, like we love how you play. Like we want to let you know that you got the spot. Like we're just telling you now, like you got the spot. I was like, okay, I'm like that's fine with me. So that um so that definitely made my day. And then um, as I was leaving, I saw that Pride of Mountains was having an interest meeting, and I didn't know that they were having an interest meeting that day, like in the uh, recital hall. So I was like. Okay, like let me just let me go check them out. I was like, Mom, I was like, you want to go check them out? They're like, Yeah, okay. Cause um in high school I was a drum major, so I definitely got that marching band experience. But I don't know how to play like a regular band instrument. So when I got in the recital hall, got through the whole meeting, I went to one of the directors. I was like, Hey, like my name is Brandon Rice. I'm a drum major at like my high school. Um, I don't really know how to play a band instrument, but is there like any way I can like be in Pride of the Mountains? Cause you know like one of the best bands in the nation, like. Obviously, everyone and, wants you, and, and most bands would just say no, right? Yeah, yeah most bands would be like, "Um, we're good on this." Like, Thank you, like all dreams, like <laughs> it might have to be shattered in this moment, <laughs> but, but, um, no, they were like, um, yeah, there are some students here that um know how to play dip, very various um different of instruments, and you could learn it and through an audition process. If you know like how to march with it too you'll get in the band i was like well i don't really have that marching experience they're like so do you play an instrument at all i was like yeah i play violin i've been playing it since fifth grade Audition for the school of music here and i got the spot they're like okay they're like do you have an electric one by chance i'm like i do have an electric one but i probably played it like three or four times like in high school like for like christmas concerts or spring concerts so they were like well, tell you what when you get home pull out your electric violin Play me four things. Play me two technical pieces and two scales. Send it to us, and we'll be back to you in a couple of weeks to see if we like it or not for you to be in this band. And they were like, no pressure. But it's been since 2005 since Western's had an electric violin player in the Pride of the Mountains. I was like, man. I was like, as an upcoming freshman, that is that is pretty cool just to like. And I remember that because I was a student then. Right. I was like. <laughs> I was like <laughs> if you, I was like you would probably know because the show then was called Flirting with Disaster with uh, mm-hmm. Bob Buckner at the uh, band director. Oh yeah,
0: I loved any Bob Buckner shows. Yeah, <laughs>
2: so like I know my history. So <laughs> so obviously I went home. Um I was so excited, like as soon as I got home, I pulled it out. It was like at nine o'clock at night. So like um and I was just playing stuff until like one AM. And then my parents and my siblings were like, Brandon, like, we get it. You're practicing <laughs> for it in a band. We get it. But can, you got, can we go to bed Yeah, now? We, can we go to bed? We got, I was like, you got like months for you to do it. I'm like, no, I got, I was like, I got to do this. So like, I just kept playing until like 2.30 in the morning where I was like, all right, let me rest and let me just try it again in the morning. So like the next morning, got everything done, send it to them. They're like, perfect. Thank you so much for the submission. I'll talk with my uh, other colleagues and we'll see what we can do. I was like, perfect. So fast forward to like a month and a half later, I was just in school, you know, just um in my orchestra room, just like, you know, just, um it was like our lunch break. So I was just chilling in there. And then I got an email uh, from one of the directors and it said like, congratulations, you have been selected to be a part of the Pride of Mouse Marching Man. I was like, no way. I was like, no way they would just accept me then like right on the spot. And then it said, we'll have you with the rest of your music before band camp for the rest of the season starts. I was like, "Let's go!" So I told my orchestra teacher, told my band teacher, and told my mom while I was in school. Like, every, I was so excited for the rest of the day. I was like, "Man, let's go!" So fast forward all the way to June. Band camp starts. Um, like me coming in there, I was like, as a freshman, a rookie freshman, with an instrument no one no, no ever, pressure right with a with an instrument <laughs> no that's pressure. no one heard in about 15 years. They they all come in seeing like an electric violin player, and they're like. They're like, is that violin? They're like, that's really cool. I was like, okay, like if these upperclassmen are starting to like me with a different instrument, I think we're going to get something achieved here. So, and then throughout the whole season, it was super duper fantastic. And then to the point where um, my freshman year, uh, we had like these things called the stages in the front, which like spotlights, like duets, uh, like um, trios, quartets on that stage, like even a singer at that point. And one of the directors come up to me, they're like, Brandon, you know, like, since you're a different instrument in the band, we want you on that stage just to give you that spotlight, just to say like, hey, we have an electric violin player here. And they're like, we don't want you on that stage just once throughout the show. We want you to do it twice. Like, you're the only freshman gonna be doing it on the stage. I was like, you for real? They're like, yeah, like you up for it? I'm like, yeah, I'm up for it. I ain't scared of nothing. So like, I'll definitely do it. So definitely did that throughout the whole entire season. It was such a wonderful experience. And then we had the Macy's parade that year as well. So now that time, I switched to cymbals. So uh, I was like, I never played cymbals before, never picked them up.
0: Can't really do electric guitar marching down. Yeah, I was,
2: I was like, <laughs>
0: I mean, sorry, electric violin. <laughs> mar- or, you know, we've had electric guitar too. Like all those
2: instruments that are electric, you can't really do those too easily going but down Macy's. That's, what, that's the thing, because um, <laughs> the, the music selection that we played at Macy's was Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer. That was my solo moment in the show. Like, in the halftime <laughs> show. So I was like, to myself, I was like, man, what would it have been like for me to play to on the solo star, moment. Playing at, in New York, playing that star. But um, whether or not, like, I'm just super grateful just to, like, have that opportunity. Just not just for Macy's, like, playing cymbals, but obviously playing electric violin in the band. Because it's my third year now. And um, people see me as, like, one of the leaders now. Because, like, you know, once you're, like, in the system for a while, people are going to start looking up to you, asking questions, know how it works even like me playing a different instrument, since I am the only electric violinist in this band, um, they figured out ways how to like use me within it. Cause like we tell people all the time, like I'm like their little new toy that they like to play around with. Cause like once you get something new, you want to play around with it for a while, right? So like just having like all that different space and like having all the different elements to the show now, is what makes Pride of Meltons Melons, Pride of the It's It's different than like every other college band. So, cause you have an electric violinist, you have electric guitars, you got two drum lines. You got so, so like so much to offer in that band. So for me in particular, being in that band is one of the greatest things I ever want to um, be grateful for. Here, yeah. And
1: you got a publication, like a story done about you, right?
2: Yes, I do. It was uh, <laughs> see, see it, what I'm saying.
1: It was freshman year where um,
2: they literally put me on the website, the homepage, one week within this, like since classes started. So um, that was that. And then we played a piece um, called Shatter Me by Lindsey Stirling, who's a, one of the most known electric violinists in the world. Mm-hmm. And um, we played her piece last year during COVID season because without um, the football games, we just basically just recorded it. So, um, and Lindsey's like, I've been looking up to her since, like two, since I was like 12, like back in like 2012. We played her piece, and like she saw it like five months later. Like she tagged us like on Facebook, and she tagged my Instagram account. So I was like, I was like, ain't no way this is happening. I was <laughs> like, man... But um, it's it's stuff like that that it's like um, it's not just like a me effort. It's all like a team effort because I'm all about like mm-hmm. you know there's no I in like team that type of person. You know what I mean? So yeah, like
0: especially can't have an I in a team that big.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. It's like it, it's, it's it's um. See, the thing is, it's like um, I always wonder, like. If it was, if I never would have got the opportunity in Pride of Mountains, I don't know if I would have came to Western at all. Because that alone was like 80% of the reason why I came here. Just to have that opportunity, just to have it in. And once I got in that, then it's like more and more opportunities for me came up. Like, for example, being an entourage is definitely one. Love it. And like, yeah. I'll always like cherish it from now on. Um... Yeah, I wish I was musically inclined. Like, I wish
0: I could have been in the Pride of the Mountains, like, as a student. The, the best I ever got, and I got the kind of the main stage, too, except it was as Pauls. Uh, it was, I think it was 2012, um, the drum majors all dressed up as different lady versions of Lady Gaga. I did see that. I did. And so <laughs> I was in one of the scaffolding pieces that the main drum major rose out of and then back into and then they would kind of spin it around and then she would disappear and Paul's would be there inside the (laughs) scaffolding. (laughs) Oh Uh, my goodness. So I got to spend the entire I Uh actually didn't get to see the show that year because I was in the scaffolding the entire time. I would time. be so
1: darn dizzy after spinning me around and putting me down.
0: Uh-uh. I'd be dizzy. I was going to say, like, how hot would you be? I was going to well, say, how hot. hot do you the, have to the, be? The, the, the thing the thing that me and the band members never got along with is they wanted to press the smoke button while it was just sitting. <laughs> and fill the whole thing up and I couldn't breathe. I was like, listen, we can only do this while it's moving, guys. Like... I will control <laughs> the smoke from now on.
2: <laughs> like, let's calm down now. Y'all do, you guys do your thing. I'll do my yeah. thing.
1: <laughs> It'll be good. So, Brandon, what is your um, – so what are you getting your degree in?
2: Uh, communications. So um, I'm focusing in the concentrations of public relations, and okay. I do have that music minor because, like, I do want to keep having that musical aspect of me keep going, oh, like, yeah. throughout after college. So in um, communications, um, my parents always said, like, Ever since I was, like, four, they could tell I could just, like, be, like, a public speaker and just, like, speak a lot. So I was, like, and it just, like, kept on going with me until, like, today. So I was, like, okay, if y'all think so,
1: I'll definitely go for it. And you got the perfect job because Entourage is definitely, like, <laughs> communication and public speaking. Right. So, I mean, that is, like, neat to have, you know, one of the top people in the Pride of the Mountain marching bands. Like, I don't know about the top. If you want to if you want to <laughs> say top, but... I'm going to say top. We're going to put some respect <laughs> on it. I'm going to say top.
0: So, no. um, where did you go to high school? Kind of where you're from before you came to WC?
2: Yeah, so I went to Dutch Fork High School in Irmo, South Carolina, which is about 20 minutes away from Columbia. Um, like, my marching band there, it was 4A. So, like, we have different division types, 1A through 5A. 5A being, like, the top members and, like, 1A being the bottom. So, like, we had, like, 103 members, which is, like, 4A materials, like, Four is probably like around ninety to like one hundred and twenty members, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I came from there, but I didn't get into the band world until in my sophomore year, cause um I remember my band director at the time, um I was like in his music theory class. And it was like first day of school, and then after class he came up to me. He's like, hey Brandon, you said you're like um, musical inclined, right? I was like, yeah, I play violin in the orchestra um next door. He's like, cool. He's like, well in the marching band we need some prop people like to move across the field. Would you be up for it? So I was like, well. I don't know what a prop is but i'll definitely do marching man like just to have like that cool aspect of it but i didn't so basically a prop person is basically you're moving different props af- across the field like you're moving different objects across the field it's like you're not playing an instrument and you're not really marching you're just moving it across to help with the show effect right so like my first year and we were mo- it was called crossing boundaries we were moving like railroad cross crossing signs and then like we'll put it up, the band comes through close it the band can't go through something like that And then my junior year, it was about serpentine. It was about a dragon. So like what you said about a smoke machine, my prop was a dragon head that had a smoke machine at the top and it would spit out like smoke and it'll have like an orange light. So the orange light will reflect through the smoke thinking like it's fire. So it's kind of like a like fire breathing type of type. And then my senior year, I decided to audition for drum major. I was like, okay, I want to do something if I can't play a band instrument. So I was like, the only thing I could do is be drum major. And obviously being a drum major is like you're the conductor of the band. You're basically like the captain of the train in a way. So I got that opportunity. And then... Um, I got the job, like, for it and then did the whole season during that. And then they are like, for an orchestra kid, that's not bad. And then, <laughs> and
0: then here you are with the Pride of the Mountains now. Yeah,
2: so <laughs> that's why I keep saying, I'm like, now being in the Pride of the Mountains, like having the orchestra side of me and having that little bit marching band side of me into that one category. And what's really cool is I tell people, they're like, a lot of people ask. So, do you like stick out when it comes to like playing like violin in the band? I'm like, not really. I tend to blend in because you know, like whenever you're, like you're playing something, right? Mm-hmm. You always want to be the one that like sticks out and want to be heard, right? Well, within a 400 plus member band, it's what they do. They they have access to my volume. Like they can turn me up and turn me down. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes I'll be like, hey, like turn me down right here. Like the mellophones have like the melo- like have like the melody right here. I want them to get heard. I'll blend in during it. And, um, like, I don't want to, like, spoil the show this year because we're going to play our first whole show at the game. But, like, this year. See, all all the more reason elements. to stay to the
0: end of the football game so you can watch the full show with the Pride of the Mountains this weekend. Right. Exactly.
2: Right, right. That's what that's what I'm saying because um, being one of the top bands, like, in the, uh, in the nation, there's, all eyes are on you. You don't know who's going to see you, whether it's going to be, like, someone really huge or someone, like, From, like, your whole family, like, coming to the game, like, to surprise you, right? So, like, um, I always just, like, think of, like, who could, like, anyone could be watching me. Anyone could be, like, someone could be, like, recording in the stands. And that video can be, like, sent on, like, Facebook or Instagram or something. And then, like, some famous celebrity can, like, see it. Because in Macy's 2019, the guitarist for Living on a Prayer from Bon Jovi shouted this out. And in the next year, Lindsey Sterling shouted this out because we played her piece. So it's kind of like you always want to be on your A game and you always like those practices and rehearsals, there are going to be some days where it's just like, oh, man, I don't want to go. I don't want to play. But I always keep telling myself, I'm like, well, if you want to be great, you got to like go through the hard work first in order to be successful. And it's even
0: special, you know, with Bon Jovi because they were one of the opening acts of the Ramsey Center. Right.
2: Recorded uh, Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive in there. Uh, so, and,
0: you know, so you got Bon Jovi, and you're throwing that in there, and then it just kind of ties it all together, exactly, uh, with their history at WCU. Um, so we'll put you on the spot here.
1: All right. Oh, so. I'm glad, so because I have like been thinking about questions I want to put on the spot. Oh, for this running. is well, this is a
0: band question to put them on the spot. Favorite band instructor with the Pride of the Mountains. <laughs> <laughs> you're
2: talking. I, oh. <laughs> I can't say that. I can't say that. Well, what I can tell you right now is that our directors right now are definitely. Um, Definitely got that experience, and definitely got the versatility for us to be successful. Because obviously, um, we, <laughs> we got get him um, taking the high road. Yeah, well, obviously we got. Um, you kind of threw him
1: on the yeah, spot right there, now friend. Threw <laughs>
2: me on the spot, but obviously, right now we got uh, shout Jack out to eating. Matt Henley. Yeah, Matt Henley. <laughs> we always we always call him the old man. He's been here for a while. So we always, um, always, um, I I used to, I think
0: Matt was probably the happiest person when I stopped being Paul's (laughs) because Paul's would come up and take his hat every game, mess with his hair at the game. Matt was always kind of like the target for Paul's for 10 years. Oh, my god! I think he was excited when Paul's moved on to someone else that <laughs> he wasn't the target anymore. Matt
2: was like, all right, he gone? All right, we good. We in the clear. But no, nah, like, our directors, because we got um Dr. Edie and Mr. Bailey now, the two new directors here. Mm-hmm. And, um... They've been really, really good at in terms of like transitions and adding like new elements to the show because it's their first year. You're gonna have like some bumps in the road, like your first year, like some changes. But as time went on, like at this point of the season now, which is basically mid season, um, I really like how that's all coming along. Plus, like with Matt Henley's um, like traditional sides too, because you also still got the um, you also still got the tradition still going on while you're adding new ones. So it's always really good for that. So. That's your answer for, <laughs> for, for for that one, in that case.
0: And, and for anybody that wants to see not only the Pride of the Mountains, but other marching bands, we have uh, the Tournament of Champions coming up that in a couple right. of weeks uh, on Saturday, October 23rd. That's right. Uh, so it'll be a great chance to come out to Kulaui to watch the Tournament of Champions. All that information is on the Pride of the Mountains uh,
2: website, prideofthemountains.com. Yes, sir. And just to get a little uh, elaboration, Tournament of Champions, is um a whole bunch of high school bands come to Western. And they compete against each other but until we perform it's like our exhibition so we're not in for anything so um but once they once they um hear stuff like that it's really really cool in that type of sense yeah uh so so that's the band side let's go back to, let's go to
0: kind of the student side non-band uh-huh. Uh-huh. uh so junior this year what, what residence hall did you live in as a freshman Scott Hall. We we Scott always Hall. we always like we We always like starting with the residence halls, especially you know for our alumni listening. So you were probably you were one of the last class in Scott. I was the
2: last class to live in that building.
0: Yeah. What was your experience like living in Scott?
2: With us, with my group, we always thought ourselves like as like a family because every time we would walk in or walk out, we would know like who it is, right? And then we would know like, well, it's our last time living in this building. Let's just make it like our own. But when what, what I mean like by that, it's like. You know, always, like, keep it clean. Always, like, you know, makes home like home. You know what I mean? Like, I've, like every night at, like, 3 or 4 a.m., I always see people, like, playing ping pong or playing, like, video games on the TV, even though it's, like, super duper late or, like, you have, like, classes in the morning. You always, you always see that type of side. But there was a time where I was, like, um, you know, like, this building, it was towards the end of the year. I was, like, you know, um, this building holds, like, a lot of history to it. Cause this was the time where, this was like when COVID was like starting to like ramp up right so this was when we got sent home in March so but when we came back in May to get our stuff you could tell they're about to tear down the building because all the bed framings and stuff was all like located downstairs mm-hmm. and you can see like um like all the like um the doors would have like the numbers on it all of them were starting to get taken off and then you're starting to see like um you know like the carpet trying to like come up and like all that type of stuff so there's a whole lot of history in Scott. Um, I, I actually like the building, especially like during, um, the winter time where it starts to get warm, where it starts to get cold, it would become super duper warm inside. So I slept good some nights. Oh but yeah. I oh, slept oh, like yeah, Scott. You never had to worry about heat and Yeah. You, <laughs> didn't, you didn't have to worry about that. You but, had to worry um, about the air, but you never had to worry about the heat. Right. <laughs> so, but now like a lot of people, they'd be like, you live in Scott? I'm like, yeah, it's not as, it's not bad. Like as you think it is. Cause like compared to the dorms now, right? You definitely have like, um... You know, like non-community style bathrooms and like you know all like the good like utilities like now that you would love to have. But Scott was like one of those like old like basically the only hall left that had like the old traditional, the old traditional stuff.
0: Well, and and I can say you know you talk about like taking the the numbers off the doors and everything. I have my numbers for my room in Walker. Oh, right. uh, yeah.
1: Why am I not surprised you have your numbers? Yeah, I was like, what what room number was
0: it? Uh, I was in one o four. So Walker, you're on the one o four. Mm-hmm. As soon
2: as you walk in the building, it's rooms right there.
0: Well, yeah. So when you walked in the building, uh, there was one room right there next to the uh, R, uh, yep. the RDS office, and then I was on the other side of the bathroom. Yep, uh, is where I was. Because um, my fun fact is, my first year here was Brian Boyer's first year here. Oh, okay. And he was the resident director for Walker all four years that I was in Walker. <laughs> and, then, and then he moved to Scott. And he got my brother for three
1: years in Scott. <laughs> it was like, you can't get away from your family. Oh, that's, I, I like that. Yeah, Brian's such a good guy. Shout Love out man. to Brian Boya again. We plugged him in earlier in the podcast. So shout out to Brian again. So, Brandon, I have some quick fat, oh, quick questions all for right, you, friend. Right. So this is kind of this or that. So you pick. Okay. okay. Morning or evening practice?
2: Ooh. I want an evening
1: Day or
2: night performance? Night, 100%. Really? Yes, because let me tell you, the energy at night is something about being under the lights. Mm-hmm. That's just, I don't know. It's something weird. Well, one, cooler weather. Definitely can tell you <laughs> that. <laughs> Two, um, we had a performance at Inca High School um, a week ago. And the difference between a day and a night performance, mm-hmm. let me tell you, because we played Swag Surfing, right? We played Swag Surfing. Um, Wait, <laughs>
1: at, <laughs> the Swag Surfing? Yes,
2: the, like, Swag Surfing that you're thinking of. So, like, you know, man, I got that swag. Hey. That song? Yeah! yeah, so we played that. So when we played it at night, there was, like, four different high school bands that all came together. And which is like having like a whole out dance party compared to like the afternoon where they were just like sleeping, so so at night, the energy level's just one hundred percent greater than like what it would be during the day one. Nothing wrong with day performances. I love them too, but
1: night mm-hmm. performances
2: are just a different level.
1: Okay, so catwalk or pregame performance
2: Uh, I want to say pregame really? I wanna say, and let me tell you, so like, um. I normally don't march pregame, uh-huh. but this year they need some extra members doing pregame. So mm-hmm. um, you'll see me out there holding a trumpet, and I just be marching pregame. I'm like, you know, pregame's really fun. I was like, pregame's really really fun. I like, I went into a couple guys. I'm like, I'm like, this is fun, man. But like, but yeah, I love got to do pregame,
0: especially I, when you're going. You know, you're you're spelling out cats and WCU or, and yelling out C, A. Yeah, there's so many different. The catwalk's okay, but there's so many different components to pregame. Dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're get,
2: you're the one getting the crowd hyped and ready. Right. As soon as that first up plays, they just stand up in their seats and just, like, applauding like the show's over. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. So, so yeah.
1: practice area, Central Campus or Banfield? Ban- Banfield. Banfield? Let
2: me tell you why. Because me, personally, I like grinding when nobody sees me. Like, when I mean grinding, like, I like working hard and, like, when no one's watching around, okay. it's not like it's it's not like it's like a pressure thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like I have like more time to myself and be like, okay, I can like change this and this and this. Compared to like if it was like central campus, I'll definitely get like feedback and all that. Like they'll mm-hmm. be like, yeah, Brandon, all that type of stuff. I'll be like, yeah, it was good, but like in my head, I'm like, it could have been better. So like mm-hmm. Banfield, I'll de- there was one time I went out like at eleven o'clock at night one night, and I was just like just practicing it until like twelve thirty, like just like on my own, and I'm just like. Yeah. This is like the spot right here. And
0: and those houses around the bandfield were, like, were probably like your parents. <clears throat> is he not done yet? Yeah, I made sure no, <laughs> I was in
2: the building. I made sure they didn't hear me, so I was like, Yeah.
1: Last question. Yeah, yeah. Group practice or solo.
2: Group practice or solo? I wanna say solo.
1: I wanna okay. say solo. I
2: love group practice because like you can like get like a whole lot of like things going, but like solo I don't know. It's like no one's bothering you, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's also like uh, a whole different vibe because it's just you. It's like if you need to change something, you can just do it, do it without having to like, hey, like, do you agree on this or do you agree on this or do you agree on this? It's just like it's just like me and myself just, you know, My competing bet. with each other.
1: So last question. Here we go. I'm excited to see where this one, this answer is going to be, Brandon. Oh boy, I'm
2: scared. Don't be scared.
1: <laughs> don't be scared, Brandon. Favorite place on campus after like after you get done being a student tour guide and a band member favorite place to just kind of decompress besides your resident hall favorite place to just hang out on campus
2: drum wall without a doubt and the drum wall I've it, seen him. Yeah, band students always go to anything music. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter, it
1: doesn't matter what they always go to anything. And I was gonna music. say that it's such a true <laughs> testament because I've seen Brandon out at the band wall. You see, am like, Walking out on campus. And for the people
2: that don't know, the drum wall is um the basically the stairs that's right in front of the Catamount statue and and between the um alumni tower. It's just basically we just be like just literally just chilling, doing homework, doing drums, like literally just doing everything. Just like that drum wall, like us band kids do. I'm pretty sure some people are like, they're there every day. Like, what else like do they gotta do? But nah, that's definitely my one of my favorite spots on campus. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, so needless to say, uh, a lot going on uh, as a student. Uh, so, junior year, are you excited? If, you know, what what are you looking forward to most? Kind of that senior year, looking ahead. I don't You still think. got the junior year to th- to get
2: through. He is putting you on a do not I don't. I, I don't want to think about that yet. See, what we're we're in October, right? So yeah. we're only like a what a month month or two into school, right? So I don't know. I mean, looking forward to senior year. I guess I can like look down at the freshman. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um,
0: and and the uh, reason I say that is because we, we've done a lot with alumni today, right? Yeah. Kind of with you know homecoming this weekend, and and thinking through you know you know, alumni's time on campus, like what are their most enjoyable years and things like that. So there's always something students are looking forward to. Like this year's juniors, our sophomores were looking forward to actually experiencing freshman year in a sense Mm -hmm. because they didn't get it last year. That is true.
2: Um, That is true because what, my freshman year, basically the only normal semester I had on campus was basically the first year of freshman year because in the spring semester we got sent home and then all of 2020 – was, uh you know, just basically, like, the COVID, like, type of, like, area lifestyle, right? Yeah. But I get, this semester definitely is branching out back into the normalcy. It feels like how it was when I was back in um freshman year, besides, like, the mask. But the mask is kind of, like, a minor thing. But, um... I think at this point, we're all used to the mask. Yeah, it's like, at this yeah. point, like, we're all kind of, like... It feels weird for me to walk in a building and, like, not wear one. So, yeah. like... But, yeah, that's definitely, um that, but if I'm, like, looking forward to something in senior year, I don't... I don't know,
0: because... I, I know what the answer's gonna be. He's looking forward to senior year of band, because everything else is gonna be band-related.
2: Well, that's... that. that yeah, that, but... Uh-huh. You have stumped him <laughs> on yeah, yeah. So bad. See, now I'm gonna be thinking afterward, be like, man, I could have said something like this, like, oh, no, no, I'm looking forward to it. But, now, nah, I mean... We'll have to bring you
0: back for an encore performance, so that you can... You know, say what you're looking forward to, or bring you back senior
2: year so that you can answer the question. they be like, you remember him? Yeah, the answer <laughs> he had <laughs> supposed to answer, but no. I mean, I don't want to say graduation because like I'm having a good time right now. It's like I just don't want it to stop because I remember like my dad, like he'll always say like Brandon, you know, four years are gonna fly by by, could like fly like right yeah, by. So I'm like, yeah, because because my parents both went to South Carolina State and they um they both said like them four years just like shot like a cannon like just like time just flew by like out of nowhere so like here i still remember like having like um like my tour here like freshman year it feels like yesterday like just joined that and then now like what in 2021 almost 2022 like going into that sense but yeah there's not a definite answer of like what i'm looking forward to but yeah, that, that's, basically, that's basically what I could just say.
0: Okay, and final question that, I'll, that I ask. Hopefully this won't stump you too much.
2: Okay. Highly
1: definitely. Let me ahead. see.
0: What is a class that you have taken, whether it's in your major or not in your major, that you have enjoyed and would
2: recommend other students to take? Psychology, and let me tell you why. So, psych, so also forgot to mention, I was in the ASP program here in 2019 because <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie, like my high school grades, my high school grades were kind of eh, so I was like, okay, let me take the ASP program. And long story short, I finished that program with a 4.0, and I got the Timothy M. Adams Award, which means a lot to me, like, getting that award. And one of my favorite professors was uh, Dr. David Skills. And I don't take psychology as a major or minor, but um, that was one of the classes I can take that as an option for ASP. And um, I actually saw him today during tour. He actually checked up on me. But um, that class, like, that department of, like, all professors are, like, really, really, like, caring about their students. And um like having like um Dr. Scales like in particular, like he was kinda like a mentor to me. Like that, um that kinda just came in like out of nowhere. Like he was like, Yo, Brandon and like he said like he always like see like such a bright future in me and all that type of stuff. So and I still like you know, I still like see him. Um he's always like, Yo, you wanna like get some coffee? Like get all that. Like he's like he's such a cool guy. So shout out to um Doctor Scales. I'll probably see him later on, like in the day or something, but but yeah, so psychology is definitely one. Like even like me not being a major or a minor in psychology, because that class I learned a whole lot in that class. So I definitely see. I didn't it. stump you with that one.
1: No, you didn't. <laughs> I, I I always thought I was like the what's other Patrick ones. He stumped you. I just wanna clarify yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> he did. That is probably the only question.
2: The last question got to be one of the easier ones. Okay, well, you know
1: you got got to end it on a high note. Of course, <laughs> that's like Patrick always to stump people. Like exactly.
2: I at this point I know now. Exactly. I, I know now. <laughs> well, uh, Brandon, thank
0: you for being with us today. Yeah, uh, yes, sir. Uh, you know, Jayla and I, we've had a, a busy day uh, covering everything from Catamount Sports taking place uh, over the last few weeks, homecoming this weekend. Shout out to Keisha. We didn't get a shout out in shout before out now, so mama shout mama out to Keisha. Keisha. <laughs> um, but again, thank everybody for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks.
2: Go, Captains.